Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining Bill and I for this Soul Talk here in May and Mental Health Awareness Month. We're continuing to talk about the importance of being aware of mental health issues in our society and how many of us struggle with that or have loved ones that do. And we want to recognize that even among Christians, there's no shame. This isn't necessarily a faith problem, that this is part of our experience as humans. And we want to support you in that. And we want to come and give you tools in that and information, things that we've learned that's been helpful to us. And so we talked about anxiety last week. This week, we're talking about addiction, because this is a mental health issue as well. And it's something that's very relevant for us as Christians, too. We're all are prone to addictions. Some of us have even biological things that make us more prone to this. It's modeled for us. There are things that we do to self-medicate in our pain. And so we want to talk about that, but we also want to talk about that. Bill and I are doctors of psychology, so we have a lot of experience and studies around addiction, anxiety, depression, these things we're talking about this month. But we also have found the area of spiritual formation to have a lot of value and a lot of help for us with these issues as well. And so one of the things we want to talk about in this episode is how we've received a lot of help, a lot of information and training in the area of spiritual formation and by our mentor Dallas Willard who May 8th was in 2013 was the date that he went to enter into glory to to receive his reward and fullness of life and health and wholeness in the kingdom with his savior Jesus but we're so thankful for his life and we continue to be because he helped us a lot with our areas of struggle Bill in the area of anxiety, me more, and depression, but he helped us a lot in our coaching, in our work with people, and spiritual direction, and in our writing, because he, he gave us some understanding of the soul and of the spiritual life that was especially key and helpful. And Bill, you've especially made a lot of use of da- one of Dallas's tools. It's been your number one coaching tool that you have used more than anything else to help people with addiction. Yeah, we call it a VIM plan. And it comes from Dallas's book, Renovation of the Heart. And uh, VIM is an acronym that stands for vision, intention, and means. And so the idea is that in order to learn, grow, or make a significant change in your life, you need VIM, VIM and vigor. You need a vision of why is this a really good thing for me to learn or to do. That vision needs to uh, form the intention of your heart the purposes of your heart, and then you need to line up some some means, some methods around becoming the kind of person that you've envisioned. And so so often we want to rush to the means, the, the psychological techniques. What do I do? Just tell me what to do. The spiritual disciplines, and we get all enamored with that. And uh, many people in the spiritual formation world miss this point, and they don't understand Uh, Dallas well, because Dallas very clearly taught that, uh, and he was a spiritual disciplines guy, right? People would ask him to talk on spiritual disciplines all the time. I've heard Dallas give hundreds of talks on spiritual disciplines because I've listened to pretty much all of his talks more than one time. 
And every time I've heard him talk about spiritual disciplines, he never starts by talking about spiritual disciplines. And most of his talk, I would say two-thirds or three-quarters of the talk, he doesn't even talk about spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. He talks about the vision of yes. life with Jesus yes. in the Father's world. Yes. That's the way I like to say it. But he unpacks the, the, the kingdom of the heavens and the opportunity of a lifetime to be an apprentice of Jesus. And then he makes that really concrete through different things that we struggle with. And what so what Dallas did was is he trusted that the gospel of Jesus, which is the good news, that the kingdom of the heavens are open to you right now, right where you are. You can bring your life uh, uh, to the person of Jesus who's risen from the dead uh, and into the realm and uh, power of the kingdom of God. And, and that's the good news. And the cross of Jesus is the, the gateway into this kingdom. And so he trusted that the presentation of that gospel vision, the good news, uh, made concrete into people's particular life situations and stressors, including anxiety, depression, and addiction, the stuff we're talking about in these podcasts, that that will form the intention of your hearts. You'll be like, I want this life. And that's what we see in the Gospels. We see people pressing in closer to Jesus' body all the time. They're, they're screaming, they're running, they're crawling on the, in the dirt between people's legs, they're jumping out of trees. They want to get near Jesus because God is just coming off of his body, coming out of his smile. Uh, he's healing people, he's teaching them, he's, he's encouraging them, and he's doing it with compassion, with, with mercy, with understanding, with nobody is left out. Everybody is of concern uh, and of, of the attention of God. And so it's forming people's heart. And then what happens is when you're like, I got to get this life, you will find the means to change. So that's the VIM plan that Dallas... The, the, I got to get this life is the intention. Right. It's that, so we get this vision of, wow, this life that God is calling me into, has created me into, is a spiritual reality. It's real. It's true. It's for me. And I want it is the intention. And then we find the means to get what we want. Yes, and when I learned this understanding uh, from Dallas, and I had a spiritual renewal at age 40, and uh, Dallas was so much a part of that. Also, my even earlier mentor, Ray Orland Sr., uh, who was a spiritual director to me, uh, it, it just changed everything about my life, including my work at that time as a psychologist. And I decided I was going to be a psychologist like Jesus would be if he was Bill Galtier. And Dallas encouraged you in that. I, I, it was from Dallas that I got the idea, and it was, it was like a going to the altar moment for me. Uh, Dallas calls this uh, discipleship evangelism, where I, in prayer and over time, uh, repeatedly thought about the different roles of my life and how would Jesus engage in this role, in this uh, situation, uh, if he was me. And it changed everything for me, including how I function as a therapist. And one of the things I needed to learn was how do I communicate this vision to a client who mostly just wants relief from their symptoms, their mental health challenges, and how do I help them get the, the bigger picture of life that actually a wholehearted, whole life, emotionally honest discipleship to Jesus will bring significant help to most mental health symptoms. Now, sometimes we need medication. 
Uh, sometimes we need uh, intensive therapy, uh, but uh, even those things can be done as disciples of Jesus. And so that led to the writing of your best life in Jesus' easy yoke. And so my easy yoke book is all about different challenges with anxiety, uh, as well as depression and compulsive behavior. And how does that fit into discipleship to Jesus? And so there is so much that changes about our understanding of walking with Jesus and serving the Lord uh, in our relationships and in our ministry when we take this, this approach of being really emotionally honest uh, as part of our faith. And there are many discipleship tools. And in Soul Shepherding, we love to give you tools uh, different ways of meditating on scripture, different ways of praying, different ways of, of journaling, uh, integrating Christ-centered psychology and spirituality. And this is why we created the Soul Shepherding Network as a, as a place to house all these tools, one to two page handouts for you and the people that you help. And, and, and to put all of our webinars that we're, we're uh, every month we're doing a couple of new webinars, Christy and I and our staff and put all these together in, in really easy access. It's like a Soul Shepherding Netflix where you can stream between pieces of content, uh, written and uh, visual, uh, to meet the specific needs, including mental health and emotional health needs that we're talking about. That's our Soul Shepherding Network. And so, and that's, and that's why we train coaches in the VIM coaching tool that, that we have received from Dallas because it's been so transformational to us. We have found it to be a tool that has really resulted in us growing in Christ-like character and growing in more mental health and growing in more emotional and spiritual and relational health. And so we've trained coaches to offer VIM coaching. That's one of the things we do in the Institute is we have a piece of that where we do VIM coaching because that is such a, a great tool for change. It's yeah, we have a little tool. bit of sheet of paper that we give you that asks you questions that you fill out uh, in journaling and in conversation with your coach to identify the area in your life or in your leadership or work that you need to improve. And then you, you, we work you through the, the, the V, the I, and the M uh, as to how you can develop a plan to actually make significant changes in your life. And so, yeah, Christy, we're going to talk about the area of addiction because this is an area that uh, is an example for how mm -hmm. we can use a VIM plan. You it's, found this to be a great tool with clients who you have treated who are struggling with addiction. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done this in my own life in spiritual formation topics like being more joyful or being less hurried, uh, things like this. But I've also used these VIM plans with people who are dealing with lust or pornography or sexual brokenness or... Uh, alcohol addiction or another compulsive behavior and found it to be extremely helpful. And so a uh, part of what we're talking about here in these series of, of uh, podcasts in Mental Health Awareness Month is that in addition to talking to a psychiatrist who can help you with medicine or a psychologist or a licensed therapist who is very specialized in dealing with, with unconscious processes and life debilitating problems, there is so much help that we can get from talking with uh, a soul shepherding coach or a spiritual director who uh, who listens and who guides us in these areas, uh, who provides us empathy, who can and uses a tool like the VIM plan. And we also have assessments that are really helpful for this. We have an assessment in the network for addiction to see am I really am I addicted to this substance or into this be compulsive behavior? Is this really crossed over into an addiction or not? So let's say uh, take the example of people I've helped who are dealing with lust or pornography. 
And so often that is so difficult to break free from because uh, illicit uh, sexuality is like tantalizing us everywhere in our world today. And what, what happens for someone who has compulsive behavior uh, sexually is that it, it gets into their body. So like we were talking about last week with anxiety, all of the mental health disorders and challenges, they're, they're physiologically uh, based as well. And they're, they're, they get into our bodies. And so the, it's living inside of us. And so lust is like that. And so the, the challenge with, with lust as an addiction as compared to, say, an alcohol addiction is that an alcohol addiction is based on drinking alcohol. And so you, you have to go physically find the alcohol uh, and drink it or, or take the drug. But with lust, it's inside your body. It's in your mind. And so it's everywhere you go. And so it's a lot harder to break free of that. And once you've got that, that habit in place, then as soon as the, 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 the image, uh, whatever the, the temptation is, comes to you, it's triggering chemicals inside your body that are creating uh, feelings of, of uh, interest, of excitement, of elation, positivity, uh, uh, feeling good. And if you're, if you're stressed or you're discouraged or you're depressed or you're feeling lonely or you're having some problems in, in your life, uh, you can see how something that makes you feel good, even though you know it's wrong, might become an addiction. And so that's where people get with pornography and with lust. And so it's very difficult. You can't just stop that by saying, well, I shouldn't do this. I'm going to stop. Or, gee, I don't, I don't want to mistreat somebody in my mind by thinking of them that way. I, I shouldn't do this. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Or, or you say, well, I'm, I'm just going to read this Bible verse and memorize it and say it to myself. And so that's going to enable me to stop. These, these behavior modification approaches, uh, willpower is not enough. Uh, the change needs to happen on, on the inside. Uh, it, it, we need to confess our, our sin, we need to confess the, the emotions and the, and the uh, unmet needs and stresses associated with this, and not just in terms of confessing the behavior, but unpacking the emotions that relate to that. And so that's, that's why we need to talk with somebody like a coach or a spiritual director or a counselor who can really uh, listen and understand and care and help us get at the underlying dynamics of, uh, well, when is it that we struggle with uh, lust, for instance. What, what's going on in my life at these times? Because there's probably a pattern to that. And, and well, when did this start? And, and uh, so what was going on in your life at that time? And sharing those stories and the related feelings uh, helps us to, to understand and it helps us to learn to receive God's compassion, God's empathy, and God's grace into those places where there is brokenness rather than just uh, I'm judging myself or pressuring myself to change. And so that's one of the steps, one of the means uh, in a VIM plan is a relationship where I can be emotionally honest. And prayers, like praying the Psalms, where I can be emotionally honest. This is, is part, of what, part of what we need to do. Part of what we need to do, too, is to not do it alone again. We need to be, we need support. We need someone who is helping us, like you're talking about, relationally and and a safe space for us, a place where we can grow in awareness and, and they can draw us out and where we can help us to engage with God in this emotionally honest prayer. But also when we're struggling with addiction, we also need to probably be a part of like a 12-step group, a recovery group. There's unique tools and community and we need a sponsor. We need 
with with that kind of support and understanding and knowledge can give us when we're facing addictive behavior that's that's got these unconscious habits rooted in our behaviors and our mind and then we need the the spiritual medicine as well like you're saying so one of the one of the other tools that you use a lot when you're working with people with addiction is you use fasting and feasting on scripture yeah because in addiction uh, as we've been saying it's it's bodily uh, and the concept of a spiritual discipline that Dallas teaches us is is something that I can do, which enables me to do what I can't yet do. And so in the case of lust addiction, the person cannot stop lusting. They cannot stop using pornography, and their willpower is not enough. The willpower is actually very tiny. We need God's power. And so how do we tap into God's power, and how do we do that from uh, habitual basis because it's got to become a habit because addiction is a habit so you the only way you're going to overcome that is with a new and positive habit uh, Romans 12 21 says overcome evil with good and so it's actually good that overcomes evil and the psychology behind that is it's a it's a loving attachment to God and to God's people that overcomes a negative attachment to lust pornography alcohol drugs uh, workaholism we, we need the power of of a positive bond, the power of God's love, joy, peace, and power uh, coming into our life uh, through relationship, through scripture meditation. And so I teach uh, fasting as feasting. Uh, this is another tool that's in our network in which we uh, go deep into in our Soul Shepherding Institute. But in the context of addiction, so I will share with someone, uh, and, our, and our coaches now who have learned this approach will share with someone our scriptures that we call hungry heart scriptures and learn the practice of feasting on God. Learn the way of not only reading a scripture, but meditating on it and letting that scripture activate the desires of my heart. So this is scriptures like Psalm 63 and David says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. And so David is just pining after God. And so I read that, I meditate on that, and I begin to pray and say, where is my hunger for God? Where is my desire for God? And I want more of this. And so I take heart from David in the scriptures. And there are many scriptures like this that are hungry heart scriptures and when we meditate on them, it can, it can help show us the goodness of a, a life that is just longing for God. Longing is the breath of my soul to long for God. And so uh, what I found is that if I meditate on these scriptures, while I am fasting from food, even if it's just one meal, it helps to cultivate my own hunger for God. I let my hunger for food become as church bells calling me to pray and to meditate uh, and to trust the Lord. And I let the hunger in my body remind me that even more than I am hungry for food, I am hungry, uh, actually desperate for God and for God's word. And so as, as that is getting into my body through that, that this, the, the truths of God's word and the, the desire for God is getting into my body through the fasting, through the meditation and prayer, 
it begins to shift my desires. It begins to reform the desires of my heart. And so this is an example of a couple of spiritual disciplines, fasting, scripture meditation, combining them, that I can do. Mm-hmm. A sex addict can do that. Mm-hmm. A sex addict can't stop the pornography use and the lust use, but it could fast from food for a meal and then learn to do maybe two meals or a day. You got to get past the headaches. You got to get past the, the restlessness. You got to get past the feeling of deprivation. And so there's stuff that comes up when you fast. And that's the point of a spiritual discipline of abstinence is it's purgative. It's evocative. It evokes emotion, distress, sin that I can then confess to my coach, my spiritual director, my soul friend. And so these disciplines work together. And so I can do those disciplines, even as an addict, and that can then enable me to then do what I I couldn't before do, which is say no to pornography or lust. And so what I found is that uh, in the context of therapy, where I was having trouble helping clients get free, even when they were in therapy and doing a 12-step group, I learned early on that therapy wasn't enough. I needed a 12-step group because in the 12-step group, there, there are steps that you take. There's fellow addicts who are further along in recovery. You have a sponsor you can work with. There's, there's curriculum that you're reading, and all these things are helpful. Uh, and so that I always said that's essential, therapy and the 12 steps. But I learned that in most cases even that wasn't enough because the average uh, therapy experience in the average 12-step group does not cultivate devotion to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It does not cultivate this deeper attachment to God uh, and to God's love and joy and peace and power that is what enables us to say no to the unhealthy, toxic attachment to lust or alcohol or whatever it is. And so that's where we need spiritual formation. That's where we need these understandings about apprenticeship to Jesus and uh, spiritual disciplines. That's where a spiritual director and a coach can be really helpful to train us in some of that and to, to listen to us, to draw us out, to to serve in a role of like a sponsor, but even more with more training. Well, do you remember that statistic that somebody gave at the Mental Health Collective last week about the percentage of people in a 12-step group that get a sponsor within their first month get free of addiction or something like that. Do you remember the statistic? Well, the point of it was that uh, if you will get a sponsor right away, you're very likely to get help. Yeah. But if you just go through the steps without a sponsor, you're not so likely to get help. Uh, But another statistic that I do remember is that uh, 46% of us in this podcast have a loved one who is dealing with an addiction, a family member, a friend, 46%. And so that's just why this topic is so important. And so you think about if you're a pastor and you're preaching or if you're a small group leader, there there is somebody in your audience dealing with addiction. A lot of somebodies. A lot of somebodies. And then there's a lot of somebodies in relationship with somebody. And we're giving you a tremendous tool in the VIM plan uh, for overcoming compulsive behavior or learning anything new, overcoming any, any sin, any stress, any emotional, relational problem, the VIM plan is just so helpful. It's one of the favorite things that people experience in our Soul Shepherding Institute is, is writing out their VIM plan and then checking back in with us six months later at the next Soul Shepherding Retreat and how, how it's going with that and, and meeting with other uh, students in the Institute program as to how it's going with their VIM plan and, and encouraging and coaching each other through that. 
because we need to get this stuff down on paper. Yeah. Yeah. And so so often we we struggle with really making changes in in our life and our personality and our character because we just don't go deep enough. We we get the gopher hole syndrome. We're just constantly, well, today I'm focusing on this. Next week I'm focusing on that. And it's like you can plug the gopher hole, but the gopher just, he, he's still there. And so he yeah. can, there's going to be more holes that are going to show up in your yard. And so you, you need to get the gopher out and go go, to, go take that gopher uh, to a, uh, a land, um, a forest preserve somewhere. <laughs> there's lots of room to make holes, but not, not in your yard. So you got to get rid of the gopher. You got to get rid of the, the broken place in your soul, uh, the, the sin pattern, the habit, and replace that with a new habit of love for God and, and people. And, and, and Jesus really gives us this vision for this and his kingdom. And friends, if you want a tool that's that's shorter and easier and really focused on this VIM tool, Bill's book, Jesus's Greatest Teaching, we don't have it available in print right now, but we do have it in the Soul Shepherding Shop uh, for a download and you can easily print it. It's just, it'll print on 28 by 10 or so sheets. It, it's 40 pages, half pages the way that we have it printed up here in our little, in our hands. But um, that's a great tool to, to unpack. And then we've got Soul Shepherding Spiritual Directors and Coaches that can journey with you to help you tailor that. Uh, if, if you want somebody to companion you, to listen to you, to, to a place to be able to work through some of your unconscious emotions, we want to help you to get free of addiction. Jesus' greatest teaching goes through the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, I've, I've paraphrased the Sermon on the Mount based on Dallas's teaching in the Divine Conspiracy and other sources. And Jesus' greatest teaching breaks that down using the VIM plan, showing you how you can become more like the kind of people that Jesus introduces us to in the Sermon on the Mount, people who are free of contempt, who are free of anxiety, uh, people who have self-esteem uh, in God's presence, people who are free of addiction to materialism or workaholism. And so we, we work that out in the context of these challenges and you actually make your own VIM plan and you can do this with a friend or with a small group. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you came to set the prisoners free. Those who are imprisoned to addiction. Thank you for your truth, for your power, for your grace. We pray for our friends, Lord, who are listening, who are struggling with addiction. We ask that you would give them courage to get the help that they need, to ask for help, to make use of these tools and resources, Lord, to find a soul shepherd, someone who can be an ambassador of you, who can pray for them, who can support them, who can help them understand their addictive behavior and can help them grow to see how good you are, to get this vision that you are offering them of this life of love and joy and peace and health in your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for each of our friends here that we get to follow you together. Amen. Hey, friends, Christian Eric said to let you know that we now have coaches in our Soul Shepherding ministry. If you go to our website, you can, right now you could schedule an appointment to meet with a Soul Shepherding coach. Our coaches specialize in helping you in your leadership and in your influence. They specialize in your best life in Jesus' easy yoke. How do we actually live and work in Jesus' easy yoke? And they have many different tools to help you 
uh, in your effectiveness, in your relationships, and in your life, in your emotional and relational health. And so check us out on soulsharpening.org, uh, coaching, and uh, schedule a, a meeting with a coach who will listen to you with empathy, pray for you, and guide you in practical ways where you can make real and substantial changes in your life, in your work, in your relationships, in your ministry. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.